Hi, I'm Liz Stokel. And I'm Debbie Rude. We're Dancing with Skeletons. We know what it's like to keep our past hidden away, like skeletons in a closet. We also know the healing that comes from acknowledging who we used to be and how much we've learned. So every once in a while, we dance with our skeletons. So come dance with us. Hi, Debbie. How's life? It's good. Yeah. So last week we talked about the fact that you had gotten a vaccine. Did you do well? I had a very sore arm. Okay. And a very scared mind. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I had no weird, strange, adverse reactions. I don't even know that I perceived that I was tired or anything. I'm always kind of tired. Yeah. But um, uh, no, I my my arm hurt. Okay. So that was all. Yeah. I'm getting mine in about two hours. I know. My first one in about I'm, two hours. So and, you're, and you're excited. I'm very excited. See, I, I wish I could have been excited. It's okay. I think there's a mixed <laughs> bag. I think some people are super excited and some people are scared. And, yeah. you know, yeah. I think there's really a mixed bag. But, you know, not everybody enjoys I mean, not everybody gets a vaccination right. on a regular basis anyway, right. the flu, vax, whatever. Right. So um, so this is just the, the least that I can do, and I'm so excited yeah, about I, it. I, I really, really sense that I feel like there's like a cloud that's kind of lifting off, and then these little yeah. glimmers of hope are kind of peeking through yeah. with because of the vaccine. I completely you know, and agree. People are going to start getting more confident to venture out and to do more things. I mean, hopefully people will still be careful because we still don't exactly know. Right. You know, but but I do sense that that this vaccine is is going to be a helpful thing for our psyches as a as a group of as a country, as a world. Yeah. You know, of being able to feel like you know, you can approach somebody and... It does feel hopeful, doesn't it? Mm, Um, I'm not sure that um, all of my behavior will go back to the way it was before. I don't think mine will. Um, You know, I think that I'll still want to be wearing masks for a little while. Mm -hmm. I think I'll still maybe not hug as much or as many strangers as I once did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, when you're involved in music and theater and stuff like that, there's a lot of hugging that goes on. There's a lot of close contact, yeah, yeah, for sure. I... You know, I was thinking that um, during normal flu and cold seasons, I just might wear a mask if I go to Target or go to the market or whatever. I just might wear a mask because I don't think it'll seem that odd. Yeah. If, you know, if you were wearing a mask walking through the store. Isn't it interesting that before this, we'd see people wearing a mask and we just thought, what? Are, yeah. they, are they sick? Yes. Are they sick you know, is the they, first thing they they sick? Uh-huh. Um, Are they scared? Are, you know, what is, what is going on with them that they need to wear that? And a lot of times you would just assume that, right. that they themselves were sick. Um, and now it's just like, oh, I'm never going to question a no. person in a mask again, I'm just going to think, you go. Yeah, exactly. You know, good exactly. for you. Good for you. And so, I mean, I, I, I'm I, thinking, you know, I can see myself doing that because, I mean, knock on wood, but I haven't had a cold or anything this year, which is like the first time in a long time. And I, and I attribute that to wearing a mask and washing my hands and Absolutely. becoming much more aware of of those kind of little behaviors even in the store like 
you know, like remembering not to touch your face, like if, after you've after you touched the car. Yeah, right. And then when you do, you go. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm trying to use my elbow yeah. to rub oh, my nose. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, um, you know, I've, I've had a little runny nose for the last couple of days, and I'm like, why do I have a runny nose? And then I just have to remind myself, every single year of my entire life, this time of year, I have struggled with allergies. I literally, just before you got here, walked in there and said to Allison, I have a runny nose. It's allergy season. Right. Mm -hmm. You just have to remind yourself. I even stopped this morning to buy um, a, a a new thermometer, a new uh, temporal yeah. th thermometer, because yeah. I have one that goes under the tongue. But this morning, and here we are, almost a year in, and I'm just now thinking. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna keep a thermometer and have it around the house, right? Just so that I know that. You know, if I'm if I'm suffering with a little bit of a runny nose or a cough, I'm going to take my temperature. I'm yep. just going to make sure. Just make sure. I'm 99.999% sure that I'm dealing with exactly what I deal with every year yeah. at this time. Well, I mean, I'm sneezing. Yeah. And I, you know, I have a little bit of that itch and yeah. I can tell that it's an allergy. Yeah. You know, I have like a little bit of a <clears throat> thing going <laughs> See? <laughs> going exactly. on. So. so now that there's a little bit of hope in the air, yeah, yeah. what are you what are you looking forward to the most? <sighs> oh well, what am I looking I mean I guess singing again. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Singing in my band, being able to go out and enjoy music somewhere out, listen yeah. to somebody else sing yeah. or play music, um, going to the theater. Mm -hmm. Being able to sit in an audience um, and laugh out loud, uh -huh. and yeah, have those be so close that the actors spit on you and you not worry about yeah. it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah, that's right. There's that spittle that happens whoo, when you're in the front row. Um, yeah, but I think, yeah, and I and I miss my family. Like I haven't seen my daughter now in a year and two months. Wow. So um, I've seen my son. Mm -hmm. A couple times, but not yeah. my daughter. So wow. she, now she is eligible to get her vaccine because she's an educator. And so I told her that I was getting mine. Of course, she was thrilled, right. you know. Right. And right. Um, so I think, you know, being able to see my daughter and my kids and my grandma. Yeah, and hug them. Uh-huh. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So what about you? Um, well, obviously, I mean, the theater is just, you know, even this morning, I went to the dentist this morning, and the dentist is, knows you, and so he's kind of reminiscing about some of the times that he has seen you perform, but he was talking about, he said, yeah, I once went to see Debbie in a play where she played the mom, and I'm like, I directed yes, that play. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about, Yeah. and um, he had no idea that I had been the director in that play. Um, and, and so, you know, as I'm talking with him and he's reminiscing about this venue and that venue and doing this, and do, I just thought, gosh, you know, those, those are the things I miss. You yeah. know, some of the, some of the little venues down here in mm -hmm. our, in this part of town, yeah. which this is called the Tower District. It's a art it's kind art. of community in, in uh, Fresno. And he was talking about you know, some of the Christmas shows like our friend Nate has done and played keyboards and those kinds of things. And and uh, I thought, gosh, you know, that's a place that I just 
always took for granted would be there. It's a little, it's a little nothing club right. down here, you know. Right. And um, but man, I miss it. You know, now that I can't go to it, I know. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm gonna go there. Yeah. You know this little. I think it, I don't even know what it's called anymore. It used to be Fred's place and what. It Maybe. was. Um, well, it was called Club Fred. Club then Fred. It was called Club the Fred. old the Olympic Tavern. Olympic Tavern. And yeah. In this last iteration. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it was like the new Oli. Or something like that, but now it's closed, and so I don't know what it will end up being, yeah. you know, when it comes back around. I actually just heard today yeah. of a little place in our neighborhood that I, when I looked at it, I thought for sure, like, it's going out of business because there's no more signage on the windows, and it's all got, like, paper, like, looks like, you know, oh, yeah. how they paper it up if someone's in there doing what I was told. That they're they're still open. They're just like you have to like know make an appointment. Make go I through guess. the back door. <laughs> I guess. Oh, so maybe things are gonna open up like they did, like during the times of prohibition. I'm thinking, There's gonna be secret words. I wonder. Stuff. I wonder. You have to show your um your vaccine record. Yeah, yeah. To make sure you can get in. Yeah. That I mean that is an interesting thing you bring bring up because I have several friends who are gonna wait. Yeah. To get their vaccine, they just want to wait. It makes them nervous because they don't know what their response will be and what's, you know. I mean, none of us know what's going to happen in six months. Right. I know. You know. I know. Um, when I was, <laughs> well, uh, now I'm getting off track. But when I was standing <laughs> in line to get mine. Yeah. So I'm standing there and I was separated from my husband because we had different time slots. And so I'm standing there and, and I'm standing in front of an older couple and there's another couple who are talking pretty loud and she said she said and I quote she goes yeah well you know I don't know it like in five years there's going to be one of those commercials on that said if you have a COVID back if you had a COVID vaccine and you're now growing horns out of your head you will be you know qualified for a class action lawsuit Oh right? my and, and gosh. I turned around and I caught the lady behind me's her eyes because yeah. we both were masked. Yeah. And she went, I didn't need to hear that. And I'm like, oh, I didn't need to hear that. Oh no. Well, we've been getting vaccines for hundred years. We're probably going but. to be okay. But it is one of those things that, you know, it does feel new. It does feel different. Um um, but yeah, there's a lot of little, you know, places that I just took for granted. Well, so now that I remember what I was going to say, getting on an airplane, <laughs> oh, they may yeah. not let us fly oh, without, without a vaccine. Right. And so that's going to be the make or break for the couple of people in my, you know, intimate circle who have, you know, are wishy-washy about getting that shot it's like well if they're going to tell me that i can't fly mm -hmm. then that's when it's gonna the rubber's gonna hit the road for them right so i think and that's I kind that of interesting <clears throat> there's been a number of people who have been very um negative about that particular yep. thing you know yep. they're going to control us they're going to you know tell us what to do right. yada yada 
But, you know, I've flown overseas and I have had to bring with me my um, vaccination records so that they know that I've been inoculated against the typhoid and yellow fever and the different things that you have to do when you fly overseas. Exactly, exactly. So I'm not all that concerned about that kind of thing because I really feel a responsibility towards my fellow citizens. Well, which which is why... I opted to go do it, even though I'm terrified of it, quite honestly, because I don't know why. I don't know what that is. I had someone tell me, well, Deb, you probably had some kind of negative thing happen when you were little somewhere, and you you know, maybe you don't remember, and you're associating that with now or something, but I don't know, but... Well, I get to get it because I'm I'm an educator. I'm a sub. I I sub. Um, and so I, I'm not full-time in the classroom or anything, but I do sub, and I work with special needs kids. So I work with a population that um, many of them have been really good about wearing masks over the last few months when I've been back in the classroom one mm-hmm. or two days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been awesome. But some of them, quite honestly, are not good with that. They they, they probably can't even really function with it on. They, they really can't. And... and you know, and or they just they don't understand. Right, they right. they scream and they cry when you put it on them and they pull it off and and like I said, the majority of them are lovely and they do the best that they can. But some of them just are, are not mentally or physically capable of kind of keeping it on. And so those are the those are the kids that you you know, I want I want to hug them again. I want to not be afraid of them again. Yeah. yeah. I want to you know, I want to know that I can tend to their needs. I can feed them. I can, you know, and sure. not be concerned. So, well, so you can do what you're there to do. Yeah. My best, you know, my be my best self with yeah. them. Yeah. And do the job that I'm there to do the very best that I can do. Sure. And not be afraid of them, you yeah. know. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to those kinds mm-hmm. of things. And it does feel hopeful. Everything about the world right now feels a little bit mm-hmm. more hopeful. Well, so I'm hopeful that our choir is going to come back. Yes. And, and that is something that I have missed. I didn't know how much I was going to miss it until mm-hmm. it was taken away, you know? know, because because honestly, it's a lot of work. Right. And sometimes it's it's... I'm not going to say it's a burden because that's not the right word. But after I've been working all day and then I've got to be with 40 people in a room and, you know, make everybody try to sing together. I mean, some sometimes it's it can be a lot, especially at the end of the day like that. But then when I'm not around everybody and it's I mean, it has been uh, so we have a date on the calendar. Really? That we're going to shoot for to be able to come back because you know most of our population in our choir is like 50 and older Mm -hmm. maybe even 60 and older Mm -hmm. and a lot of retired people a lot of health care a lot of teachers Mm -hmm. and so if we can all have a vaccine yeah then perhaps we can all come back together and sing right so that's i seriously hoping and praying for that because that that was just it's just so much joy in that room yeah, you know really every week and people look so forward to it and i miss our concerts and, and you know what's really been fun is that um since 
you know, a couple of a couple of the people in the choir. I mean, it's only an hour and a half, one day a week, right? From seven it's to not eight. Not very 30. long. It's not very long. It's not very much. Mm-mm. Um, there's not a ton of opportunity to kind of get to know everybody in right. there, right? Especially if you're like me, where you just kind of come in right at seven, and then right at eight thirty you leave because you're you've got to be up at five o'clock the next day. Um, You know, there's sectionals when you can have an opportunity to get to know the other altos or the other sopranos or whatever. Right. And so that has been nice. But I'll tell you what, during this um, last year, I have connected on Facebook with more of these members of the choir than I ever had oh, that's cool. prior, yeah, you know, that's cool. in the five years or whatever that I was involved in the choir prior to that. So now to be connected with them right. and have them comment on, you know, some of my posts or have them celebrate with me some of the victories or, mm-hmm. you know, pray with me over some of the challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, that has been really fun to kind of get to know some of There's these people. There's a lot people. of really really great people in our group. Just a lot of really sweet, caring, loving people. And now what I have to do is when I see them, I'm going to just have to connect the names to the faces again (laughs) and be okay. But that has been, that has been a gift. That has been something that has given me hope because there's been an awful lot of isolation. Mm -hmm. There's been an awful lot of loss. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, we've talked a little bit about losing friendships and stuff over this ridiculous political climate that we've been in in the last year. And it has been really difficult to lose some friends. And so to then you know, gain some new friends Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and to see there. And and listen, I do not pretend to believe that we all agree politically. I I know we don't in there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know we don't in there. But to receive the kind of uh, kindness Mm -hmm. um, and to be able to give that kind of kindness and to be around people with whom you disagree and see everybody being kind to one another, that gives me hope. Yeah, and that's kind of the power and beauty of music, too. Because music connects people regardless of some of the other stuff. Music is is a... It's this glue. It's this energy that just sucks people in, you know, and creates these bonds. I mean, even in, in the in the theater, too. Yeah, yes, you know, absolutely. I mean, because not everybody, believe it or not, not everybody in the theater is a liberal. And not every musician is a liberal. It doesn't work like that. It does not. It's, it's kind of shocking, but... <laughs> It does not. In fact, I, I had a doctor, uh, you know, I've had some dental work over the past year, so that an endodontist that I was with, you know, it was six months ago or whatever, he's a very ultra-conservative, you know, Christian man and stuff, and we talk a lot about theater because he knows I'm involved in theater. He's a huge fan of Hamilton. Oh, cool. um, he'll put on um, Broadway music for me when he's Aww. working on my teeth so that what I could... a good could, guy. He's, he's an awesome man. But he said, you know, in one of our last appointments, he says, you know, I'm kind of thinking that you and I probably have some disagreements, but hasn't it been fun just, you know, hanging out, getting to know each other and and knowing that, um, hello, you can get along with people who are different than you. And he kind of makes made some assumptions about me based on my involvement in theater, mm-hmm. you know. 
and he's he's probably a little bit wrong. I'm probably more conservative than he was giving me credit for, uh-huh, uh-huh. you know, because we didn't really have sure. a lot of conversations sure. around that. And why would you when right. he was busy talking about shows that he'd seen or he'd talk about hikes he'd gone on and I would talk about my daughter's wedding. Right. And, right. you know, there's so many other things exactly. to talk about. Well, and that, I think, gives hope because yeah. I think I think what this pandemic and this political season has kind of brought out in us is that we can be different. Yeah. We really can. Now, of course, there's some extreme stuff going on, but I think that's something that I've really realized is that, you know, we really can get along. Yeah. We really can set some of our differences down, and there really is some hope in that, in yeah. that, you know, I can maybe learn from from you. Even if I don't necessarily agree, I can, I can still learn, right? you know, and, and try to really open up and listen to what you're saying and listen to why you think the way you do and... Be, oh, okay, well, I guess I can see why you might think those ways. It's not how I think, but it's fine, you right. know? And so really trying to to be okay with that, you know? I, I think, too, this pandemic time has... I'm, I think I've said this before on this podcast, but I'm such a busy person. Right. And I have all this energy. Yeah. I have a lot of energy, and it's like, man, I don't, I'm not busy. And I've and it's made me, it's forced me to like sit more still and and be in the quiet more and do more in inward work and more spiritual work and more reflection and more stuff like that. And I don't want to go back to being as busy as I was. Like I've really sort of gotten used to this idea that I can breathe. I'm not having to fly from one thing to one thing to one thing to one thing. I can, like, make a half hour in between things so I can get there leisurely. (laughs) I don't have to be rushing around. Right. Well, and that was going to be my next question was what have you learned about yourself during this time? Or what have you, did you think you couldn't live without and now you know you can live without? So besides the busyness, is there anything else that you're like, gosh, I never thought I could live without that, but now I... Well, I think for me, it's just, I always kind of loaded up my schedule with things to do, Yeah, you know, um... And I don't even really know what those things are. You know, someone told me I'm very task-oriented. And so because our school has been closed, a lot of my tasky busyness, you know, was was wrapped around this place. And, you know, we need toilet paper and we need this and we need oh, paper. Yeah. And it's it's Halloween and so we got to decorate and we've got to make little pumpkins so people can color them and we're going to put them on the wall. I mean, I'll... Kind of like a teacher in a way. Yeah, right. Absolutely. You know, um, so I was, I'm always doing those kinds of things and there's been none of that this year. I mean, today I, I decorated for St. Patrick's Day. It took me about 10 minutes <laughs> to put up a few little, you know, silly things. Right. And, but normally I would be making some kind of craft for all the kids to do when they come in and oh. hang up little clovers all over the walls with their St. Patrick's Day wish and plaster it all over and have a coloring station and, you know, all the stuff that I do to make this place, I don't know, warm and right. fun and bubbly. And, and so I don't, I have none of that. So then I think, well, do I have to do all that? 
when it gets busy again, I mean, will I do that? Can I delegate that? I mean, so I've been doing a lot of like, yeah. how can I, you know, just stay more calm and not have to be running around all the time and or be more organized so I don't have to be <laughs> running around all the time or I don't know. Well, I think a lot of the stuff that we do, just generally, we do for ourselves. We yeah. do to make ourselves feel, um, you know, connected or whatever. And or we think pur we're purposeful. Purposeful. We think we're doing it for other people when really we're probably doing it for ourselves. And so those are good things to kind of step back and say, you know, if, if nobody else notices all the decorations. Right. You know, do I need do to I put need them out? And can this. I do something maybe a little bit more personalized? Or, well, you know, for each one of my students, as opposed to, you know, putting up this big right. mural on the wall or well, whatever. Or I mean, whatever. it's like, how do I want to be spending my actual time that I have left on this planet? Right. Do I want to be flitting around decorating stuff? Well, probably not. Yeah. You know, probably not. I yeah. mean, maybe for Christmas and... You know, but right. do I need to do as much as I do? So so I've been contemplating some of those kind of things. Now, once we fill back up with people, which I have hope that we're going to, yeah. you know, here pretty soon, um, you know, will I want to go back to doing some of those things? So, I mean, I don't know. I've been thinking about that. I miss I miss my yoga class yeah. terribly. Yeah. I'll, I'll look forward to getting back to that. But I've gotten more into running, and so I've been running a lot, and I'm doing tap dancing. And I know. I've been trying are. a lot of new weird things. That's awesome. So what about you? Well. What do you miss? Like, And what do you want to, what have you learned? Well, um, like I said, I, I really have missed some of the little out-of-the-way kind of little things that we would only do once a year or something that now I thought, gosh, I want to kind of do that more often. I want to not find excuses mm -hmm. to not go to that silly little, yeah. you know, party at such and such a club or whatever. I, I want to be able to... I want to say yes more. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're talking about busyness, but I'm, I think that because I have spent a lot of years kind of protecting myself from um, past wounds mm -hmm. that I have said no to a lot of things because I don't want to open myself up mm -hmm. uh, to, to more wounds. And so now that those opportunities kind of don't even exist right now, right. I'm thinking, gosh, I, I need to stop worrying about whether or not I'm going to get hurt and I need to go ahead and open myself up to um, to, to more of these silly little experiences. Well, makes me think of those little sayings of like, sing like no one's listening, yeah. you know, dance like no one's watching. I mean, you there is some truth to that, that yeah. you know, because we do, we get hurt and then we kind of lock up and, you know, it's like yeah. you've got to put yourself out there and just trust that. You know, right. you're not going to get hurt, and if you do, you're not going to be alone in it, and you'll be able to handle it somehow. Yeah. I said no a lot to a lot of to a lot of things because I was either too insecure or too afraid. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a there's a film um, there's a film group here in town and they have mixers like you know once a month or something like that. And I had a little bit part in some little local movie. I don't know 
10 years ago or something like that. And so in the last five years, I've gotten multiple invitations to this local, you know, like Fresno Filmmakers Association or something like that. Just these little mixers. And um, I, I have I've not gone ever because I, you know, had gained a little bit of weight or because, you know, I didn't want to do my hair or because, you know, <laughs> yeah. and now I've lost some weight and my hair looks okay. And I'm like, okay, I can't say no anymore, though. All those excuses. Right, right. And, and that's what they were. They were just excuses because I didn't want to, um, you know, put myself out there and risk getting hurt yeah. or risk, you know, everybody else making connections that led to something. And I thought, gosh, if, if I make connections and it never leads to anything, then was it really a connection? Right. You know, and that's kind of how you look as an actor or a, or a musician. You know, if, if these people can't be a part of my journey, then what do I need them for? Right. And, and, and that's, I don't want to think that way anymore. And that that even sounds selfish because it wasn't even it wasn't even that. It was just I was afraid of being turned down. Well, you I was afraid of being yeah. uh, jealous of other people who had relationships different than me. I was afraid. Yeah. Well, you've had reason to because you I mean, I think it was last week where you talked about going into that Bible study situation yeah. where you really kind of got hammered yeah and not feeling mm -hmm. safe and not yeah yeah and so it's like why do i want to go into a group of people again well, i don't want to do that mm. and so and so you're exactly right last week we talked about safe spaces and and being in situations where you didn't feel safe and i think that what um the vaccine is now bringing is this hope that there will be more and more safe I, spaces for all of us yeah yeah it, well john always says confidence like people are going to start rebuilding their confidence that they can gather and they can go to a small party or they can go to a you know the 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 vaccine and the numbers going down that the confidence level will continue to go up until you know we won't have to worry about it so much i, I, I just so. thought of a thing that i really am tired of oh. and that is having doctor's appointments on zoom oh yeah. You know, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm done with trying to go, see, I have this thing. And see, my, my blood pressure and, you know, did you take your pulse? How much do you weigh? And, you know, the doctor will be calling you back in a few minutes. And then it's like three hours later. Right. Because it's all messed up. Right. Uh, so I'm, I'm done <laughs> with that. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm thankful that our doctors and, and especially mental health professionals have been able to still see their clients via Zoom. Because without Zoom, for especially for the mental health yeah. community, um, you know, that was just, a, it's a, been a lifesaver for a lot of those patients. You know, but if it's like, okay, you gotta go, you know, you, you have a pain yeah. and you're trying to explain it over Zoom. Right. Well, I've got this lump. See? And you're lifting up your shirt. See this thing on my back right here? And then what is it? And you can't really see it. And it's like, really? Why can't I just come in? I'll just drive to the parking lot and show you. That's right. Just walk out here. I'm just... Uh, so. 
Well, there's, you know, there's a few things that uh, my husband and do and I would do on occasion that now I'm thinking, you know what, that's something I don't miss. Like, for instance, going to fancy restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband does enjoy a, a, a fancy, expensive meal. You know, um, the Stinking Rose, for instance. There's one in San Francisco, and mm-hmm. I think there's one in L.A. Yeah. Have you ever been to the Stinking Rose? Mm-mm. Do you I... like garlic? Yes. It is delightful. Okay. okay. It is amazing. I'm thinking the Stinking Rose... What kind of restaurant would that be? It would be <laughs> a garlic. All things garlic. Okay. And so, like, they'll serve you. They'll serve you a piece of meatloaf, and the meatloaf, when they cut it, you can just see these whole cloves wow. of roasted garlic that are inside, and and you know, it's just amazing. That really and there's good. you know, bread and pasta, just all things garlic, and it really is a completely delightful experience mm-hmm. to go to the Stinking Rose. And then what do they give you for your breath when you leave? Um, I think you just have to know that the person you're with loves you, yeah. you know, unconditionally. <laughs> yeah. um, but it really is a very nice experience. And my husband does enjoy, I he might disagree with me, but... It is my perception mm-hmm. that he enjoys fancy, expensive restaurants and dining experiences okay. um, more than I do. Okay. I don't appreciate, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm probably always thinking about money more than I ought to. You know, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this, is this be steak so is this steak is thirty nine ninety five. I'm just gonna eat it and poop it out. <laughs> Why? <laughs> exactly. So I, you know, I get a little, but but now you know that we've gone and we, you know, we haven't been able to go to any fancy restaurants like that. I'm thinking, I. I don't miss that. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't miss the fancy dining experiences. And I want to figure out new ways to make just the home, a, you know, mm-hmm. a, a fancy dining experience. I mean, I've made sourdough bread. I've, ex- I've experimented with a bread. lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, last night, I made homemade corn dogs. Oh. You know, and had a blast. Did you make corn dogs, <gasps> so, by the way? Okay, I have to tell you. Okay. I looked at all those cans. Okay. Do you know what the first ingredient on almost all those foods are? Uh, Soy or salt? Gluten. Oh, gluten. Really? Really. Oh, no. I was going to bring it today and show you. Yeah. It's like wheat gluten. Yeah. And then something else, and then, you know, I'll I'll bring it to... So you haven't tried any of them? No. Yeah. I... 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 I'd be curious. I'd be curious. I need to remember to... I don't know, write it down yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, so I haven't done it. Oh, okay. So I made homemade corn dogs last night, and, you know, it was just, I I don't miss fancy restaurants. Now, I do miss little hole-in-the-wall places, mm-hmm. you know, where you can go get, you know, the greasiest, most amazing yeah. Mexican food. I mean, here in California, we just have... Some really good, mm-hmm. you know, Mexican food. I've had some great uh, Tex-Mex stuff in New Mexico, and I, you know, I I do love a good um, hole-in-the-wall kind yeah. of experience. Yeah. But I don't miss a fancy. I don't miss the fancy restaurant. I don't miss yeah. paying eighty dollars for a meal. Mm-hmm. I don't miss 
um, you know, having somebody come with a towel wrapped around his arm and, you know, present something to me and me feeling like, I don't know, maybe it's good. Is the wine yummy? I, yeah. I guess, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't taste like vinegar, so yeah, I guess it's good. Yeah. You well, know, I'm, you're, I'm like you. I mean, I, I, I'm just thankful that someone is making me food. <laughs> You know, and, and, and it doesn't so, have to cost you. No, bucks. it doesn't. And, you know, typically, I mean, it takes a lot to disappoint me food wise okay. because I'm not a cook. I'm really not a cook. And I, I, I love to bake, though. Okay. So but I'm not really a cook. I'm more the kind of person that just wants to I eat when I'm hungry. I don't need anything fancy. I just really don't. I don't think about it all day long. I don't, you know. So, I mean, I would enjoy, like, I love going to, like, um, Vinny's here uh-huh. in, in Tower. That's one of my favorite places to go. Right. It's more on the fancy side. Right. But it's not so fancy that you feel like you have to be all dressed up or something like that. And and we know that the food over there is delicious. Absolutely. So you know you're going to get a good meal there. Right. But I'm, I think I'm like you. I just... I just want the, I just want to feel comfortable yeah. and I want to drink a nice glass of wine and right I want to feel full I guess and yeah I don't want to feel like I'm gonna pick up the wrong fork right. or something right <laughs> you know yeah finding out that I don't miss at all fancy restaurants is kind of um it was kind of you know it's kind of a, a nice lesson to learn yeah but you know what else I don't miss hmm. I don't miss buying new clothes I don't really either. And before, every time I got a coupon in the mail, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to go. I have to go to New York and company. I have to go to Kohl's. Yeah. I have to go because look, I have a coupon. I know. I know. I haven't, I mean, I just, for the first time, bought myself a couple of new sweaters uh-huh. that were not very expensive, but I don't know. I've lost my, in fact, I've cleaned out more of my closets and my stuff and taken more stuff to the thrift store. Wow. Um, yeah really in the last year than I've than I've bought like ever I mean I don't I like to go to the thrift store so you know you can get more junk at the thrift store I do too I enjoy thrift you know and you can come home with a huge bag and it was you know thirty dollars is all you spent and you've got 10 or 15 items or something yeah which is so fun to do yeah but then it's like I've got a lot of stuff that you know ah, it was only three bucks I can get rid of it (laughs) You know, we do tend to get rid of things that didn't cost us very much money. Yeah. Huh? When yeah. really, if you added that all up, I that know. probably could have gone to some homeless shelter or something I well, else. I mean, shame on us. Well, I usually, if I have like good stuff yeah. that I know is like in really good shape, um, which I've had yeah. this last year, because I really have, I've cleaned out my shoes and my, you know, yeah. I'll take it down to um, Marjorie Mason Center because, okay. and you can take things like, down there, if you have, like, um, say you bought a thing of hand cream that mm-hmm. you open it up and you don't like the smell. Oh. You can, I mean, down there. and now, because of the pandemic, I don't know if they would take those kind of products. Right. But in the past, if you've got, you know, fingernail polishes that you're not going to use that color anymore or anything like that. Right. Yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll take it because they have so many women 
who are in such need. So for those of you who don't know, Marjorie Mason Center is a place that gives temporary um, shelter to women who are in a, a dangerous situation. Mm -hmm. a domestic violence. Um, so or whether it's a d domestic violence or, yeah. And um, it has been an incredible, an They incredible have an incredible ministry thing going on. And they, they also, really kids too. Kids. They'll, yeah. they'll take, you know, they need kids clothes and things too. So, right. um, but yeah, you know, there's been so much that I've learned and lots that I've missed and lots that I have hope for. It's kind of a mixed really is. mixed bag. And I'm sure everyone listening and everyone not listening has the same kind of thing. You know, yeah. there's things you can't wait to do. I wonder about people who like to play sports together, mm -hmm. like get out and play softball or play soccer or... Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think about... I have nieces who love, like, beach volleyball, mm -hmm, you yeah. know, and they're just out there with, you know, sometimes strangers, just, you know, mm -hmm. getting together with a volleyball game over here on the coast, on the West Coast. We see it all the time yeah. out there in Santa Cruz, Pismo, you know, those kinds of things. So, yeah. yeah. One of my little students has, um, she's in a track and field, and they're just now, you know, opening things up, so she's going to be... In fact, she has to miss her lesson tomorrow because she has a track meet. Oh. And so it's like, oh, okay, well, that sounds a little bit more like a normal thing for a student to call me up and say, I can't come because I have a track meet. I know. It's okay. like, oh, good for oh, you. good. <laughs> <laughs> Things are getting back to kind of normal. Maybe, maybe we are really moving towards yeah. some kind of normalcy here, which would be awesome. I'm looking forward to the parks. Yeah. You know, whether it's the local parks or the national parks. I'm looking forward to being able to, you know, know that I can drive up to Sequoia and there's not going to be um, people turned away because the parks are too full or anything like that, right. you know. I'm just looking forward to being, to hiking and not having to feel like you have to make a wide berth mm -hmm. around strangers, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I, I'm looking forward to just kind of being outside mm -hmm. and being around a lot of people, yeah. even strangers, just yeah. knowing that we can all hang out in the same space. Right. The zoo. Oh, the zoo. You I want to go to the zoo. We went to the zoo uh, about two weeks ago yeah, with our grandson, you know, and we... Um, you said it was great. It was great, but there was a, you know, but there was, they were making reservations, and we didn't know that, so we didn't have a reservation, but we did go in with somebody who had um, season passes, and then was able to get us in on her season pass so we were able to get in but um and it was great because mm -hmm. it you know there weren't a lot of people but i'm looking forward to yeah. being at the zoo yeah. standing in line at disneyland yeah 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 yeah. you know those yeah. are the kinds of things that i feel hopeful about but i also don't miss all the traffic <laughs> like, and haven't you noticed in the last few weeks that traffic seems to be <laughs> i have almost back to normal again. almost back to normal in fact i was on the out and about uh, a couple days ago, and I texted texted my husband saying, "You know, there's a lot of traffic out here today. It's yeah, things are moving back towards people being out and yeah. So I mean, hopefully enough of us will have kind of shifted to a different kind of a way of being and existing." where we're maybe not so frantic and busy that so maybe 
the world will just kind of calm down a little bit. Yeah. Just even when we do get back to complete normal. Because maybe some people's normal, like I know my n- new normal is going to be less busy right. and less frantic and less, you know, got to be here and here and here. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm just one person and I have that more calming sense, and there's, I think, a lot of people who have kind of shifted there, maybe it won't be quite as nutty right as it's as it's been and so your new normal is going to be to kind of say no to a few things mm-hmm. mine my new normal is going to be maybe to say yes to a few things mm-hmm. that i was too afraid to say yes to before mm-hmm. um how can we create for people um a sense of hope and how can we be hope to other people what can we do well i think by not by talking positively and and by projecting hope by saying it out loud when people ask, how are you doing? You know what? I I have hope today. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, and that's not to say be disingenuous if you really don't. But that is to say we can choose what we say, what we think, and what we say out loud. And if we say it and if we hear ourselves say it, we can start living in that. Mm-hmm. You know, we can change the way we think and we can change the way we feel and perceive things just by saying things out loud. So if I say to you, Liz, I'm hopeful today, yeah. then I'm, I, it'll be easier for me to kind of stay in that. So I think really trying to project hope in what we say to others and trying not to be negative. And if we catch ourselves being negative, you know, okay, I turn off the news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I you Turn know, off, I feel people. like one of the one of the the most hopeful things that I personally can do right now is just to not listen on the way in. Even here today, I had the radio on, and you know, I heard somebody just saying, "Well, this governor's doing this, and this governor's doing that," and notice that they're all affiliated with this political party, and it's like, okay. Maybe it has nothing to do with the party. Maybe you're just talking about two or three people right. who are human, who made some mistakes, or maybe you're you're twisting something, and I don't need to hear your take on it. Right, right. And so I think that that's one of the one of the ways that I personally can both find hope and exude hope mm-hmm. is by not listening to other people tell me how terrible the whole world the is. whole world is right or how terrible this political party is or tell me how awful it is that I am not um, paying attention to the to, to revelations and don't you know that the end of time is coming and all those kinds of things mm-hmm. I just I and I'm not saying that that's not true. You you, you do you. I'm just saying that for me, I don't want to listen to a whole bunch of people tell me how awful half the world is. Yeah, I don't either. Because it really is half the world. Because half the world does, thinks this and half the world thinks that. Well, and yeah. Definitely in this country. In that, yeah, I, just, 50, I was going to say in this country, but you're right. Yeah. You're right. And so rather than listen to these people tell me how awful, you know, so-and-so is or how awful this situation is, that's not very hopeful. No. Let's, let's let, turn on your favorite music. Yeah. Turn on your favorite music. And, turn on and your music. Go watch Hamilton four times like I have. Yeah. And just, you know, talk about hope. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, just watching that show and listening to that music. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a musical... Um, 
Oh gosh, I'm I'm not gonna remember what it is. Far and away. Um, oh, okay. Um, um, is it far and away? I don't know. Oh gosh, I'm gonna have to look it up while we're talking. It's a it's a new Broadway show. Um, it's actually a few years old. Okay. And it is about the um, let's see, far and away um, I don't musical. Know. I'm just you guys. This is terrible. I'm, um, but it is a musical. Oh, come from away. Come From Away okay. is the name of it. Um, listen to the music sometime. It's incredible. It is the story. See, it's going to make me emotional kind of to think about it. It is the story of all of these flights oh. that were diverted to this little um, island out in the middle of nowhere, like off of the coast of Norway or something. Mm -hmm. And all these planes were diverted there on 9-11 when they were not allowed to fly into the United States. Oh. So because the airspace closed down, the um, all these big planes were diverted to this place that used to be a, the reason that they were diverted there is because it's a great big airport with a great big landing strip that could handle all these 747s and 777s and wow. all these big planes that were landing because it used to be that it was the only place to fuel up in the when you were doing oh, a when you're doing it yeah transatlantic yeah. flight and when you know before planes could hold as much fuel yeah, as they do right. now and so it's a town of um i think I think, you know, a thousand people, let's say, or whatever. And all of a sudden, they found themselves with 7,000 strangers stranded in this little town wow. for a period of like two days. Wow. Yeah. Until the planes could get back into the air. And so they were dealing with things like incoming storms. They were dealing with things like the plane sinking into the tarmac because oh. they were so heavy. I mean, there's all kinds of things that they were dealing with. Wow. And so as these 7,000 people came in and had they couldn't get home, they also didn't know what was happening back home. So they're watching the news. They're trying to get all the information from 9-11. And this... It's so emotional. This is a Broadway show. It's a Broadway show. Wow. <laughs> Not only that, but it's a true story. Yeah. This is a true story about these islanders How that cool. took on all, these all of these people. And of course, these are people from all over the world. So you have Muslims. You mm -hmm. have, mm -hmm. you know, and here our country was just, you know, destroyed, yeah. if you will. Yeah. And so... Um, Why have I never heard of this? It is... Absolutely incredible, and there's um, there's several real life stories that are talked about in this in Come From Away. This sounds very hopeful, Liz. It's so <laughs> hopeful. Come from away. Okay. And um, there's a couple of stories. There's a, a mother of a New York firefighter who's on this flight, and all she wants to do is find her boy. Mm. Oh. Spoiler. He does not survive. He actually didn't survive 9-11. Okay. He was one of the firefighters that was killed. But there's also a couple. He's from England. She's from Texas. They meet. They kind of have this these two or three days together, and they fall in love. <laughs> and here we are, you know, however many years later, 20 years later, and they're still married. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of really great stories, and it was, and it 
it's an incredibly was hopeful it, was it musical. Okay, was it a movie first that they made into a musical? Near as I know, it was okay. just a musical. Come okay. From Away is a Canadian musical with book, music, and lyrics by blah, 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 blah. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not going right. to just read um, oh, everything. Oh, I'm so excited to look it up. But I promise you... Go look at it. I will. Um, because even just, I've never seen the, the musical itself. Mm-hmm. Um, just listening but to I've the music. But I listened to the music and I listened to the soundtrack, which is, um, you know, there's speaking and there's mm-hmm. sure. singing as well. So you can kind of follow along with the story. And awesome. just imagine, imagine for a minute that this tiny village wh- where many of the people don't speak English... And all of a sudden, they have 7,000 stranded people from all over the world. There. There. And now you have people that didn't expect to be stranded for two or three days while the airspace is shut down. And so now they've run out of things like diapers and, um, you know, feminine products and, right. you know, everything. I mean, everything that you can imagine. Plus, they don't have cell phones. Right. Not everybody had cell phones in 2011. No. And, um, two, 2001. And those that did, you know, they, they needed to be charged. And, um, you know, they can't get home. They don't know what's happening to their families, to their wow. loved ones. And yet these strangers are taking care of them. T- took care of them. And made them calm and lo- feel loved. Wow. And built relationships that for some of them have lasted. Wow. And not only that, but the people on the planes, when they were able to get back on the planes, they passed the hat and, and took up money. <laughs> See, I'm sitting here crying, you guys. You guys have to understand that. I wish I had my camera on. <laughs> Because Liz is sitting here crying. But they took up money and and were able to give scholarships, you know, to some to of the, some yeah. of the kids. Wow. Yeah. This sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, everybody, what's it called again? Come from away. Okay. Well, we all, we all want you to watch it. Yes. And then I'm going to watch it or listen to it or something this week, and then we can all talk about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so just pull up the the soundtrack and listen to it. Okay. I promise you. That it will do a couple of things. It will give you hope. It will give you hope. It will remind you of how humans can treat one another in times of crisis. Mm -hmm. It will um, inspire you to look past your own beliefs to see somebody. There's a character in the in the play that's um, Muslim, and he keeps getting shooed away because everybody's kind of afraid of him. Right. But it turns out that he's a world, fam- not famous, but he's a he's a world trained chef, and all he wants to do is help. <laughs> and you know, people are having a hard time looking past his accent mm-hmm. and his religion to see what it is that he can contribute. Right. And it just is such a great reminder. That's yeah. This is what a great what a great yeah. Find. Yeah. It's a great yeah. find. Oh, I'm so glad you thought of that, to share that at the end of this here and, today. Yeah, there's a woman in there who was the first pilot, the first female pilot to ever fly for American Airlines. And she is somebody who's on this plane. Wow. And she talks about her, you know, her journey. Oh, <laughs> so 
are you guys? <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. But it is just, I mean, it is so full of hope and reminder of the human spirit. So yeah, you guys pay attention to Come From Away. I didn't even intend on talking about that. I know you didn't, that. yeah, yeah. But, I think um, it was meant to be though. It was meant to be, because I think it will give you hope to get through um, this next week and certainly ne- through this next year yeah. as we find our new normal. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. And I think that's a challenge that we all need to do. We're all, we're all things, we, there's definitely been a shift. There's definitely hope and you know, Tomorrow's a new day, and uh, we have the rest of today to get through. So that's right. You know, keep on hoping, people. Yeah, and we love you. Know you. What? Send us an email at uh, we dance with skeletons at gmail.com and let us know what you've missed the most, yeah. but also what you're most looking forward to or feel the most hope about. Um, go to dancingwithskeletons.net and and listen to the past podcasts as well, and um, keep in touch with us. We'd love to hear from we you. We really would love to hear from you. Yeah. So. All right. We love you guys. Bye.